0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is.
1: While watching this movie, I walked, I, like, stood up, I paused the movie, I walked into my room, I put my hands on my hips, and I stared at the closet for I want to say the first time in what six years, five years? I don't know how many years it's been, but Jordan, oh, that honey, is, it's been a while.
0: That's brutal. Considered that's so brutal. Walking
1: right back in.
0: Ooh, uh, I'm just
1: kidding. Or
0: Am are I? you? I don't think you are.
1: I don't know. Um. We're just. Let's just get it out of the bat. We're talking about 2020s, the prom. The prom. I'm Jordan Gustafson.
0: I'm Brooke Solomon. This might be our
1: fastest intro yet.
0: Yeah, because I we, we just, just gotta get we in. gotta get into it. Um. Okay, but wait. My question is: before we start talking about oh the goodness. movie, should yes. we talk about promposals? I was gonna
1: ask you. Yes. Well, warm one, us up a little bit. One. Do you want to go to prom with me?
0: I would love to go to prom with you.
1: Thank you so much. So You're so welcome. How many proms did you go to? I went to three. I went to three. Wow. This is iconic of us.
0: Sophomore, junior, senior. Sophomore,
1: junior, senior. Yeah, I
0: did not go as a baby freshman.
1: Sophomore year, I went with my friends. It was just a friend one. That's my... That's my.
0: Oh, see, we had to be... We could only go junior, senior year, so you had to be invited if you were a sophomore, oh, like as a date.
1: We Sophomores... I think through could all go for us. That's
0: crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, our school was very small. So um, was
0: ours, though. I don't know, but also we probably had a lot less money. Probably. I did not go to a school with a lot of.
1: money. I mean, we did. We're, I don't know. I think it was just like they were trying to like lump everybody in. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm so surprised anyway. It was like the greatest day of my life because we went to prom. We came back. This is my like. This is what I go to all the time. This was a classic high school memory is just we then went to a friend's house, watched Titanic on two VHS tapes and ate Domino's pizza. And I have never been happier in my life.
0: That sounds so nice. It was
1: such a beautiful night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Then the other proms, you know, are fun. But can anything match just watching Titanic on VHS tapes? Right. Like with some friends? Having some pizza.
0: Did you get a little blasted for like senior prom? I feel like that that's the evolution. Is that I will by, not answer that question. By the senior prom after party, you're like, yeah, anyway, prom was fun, but I'm gonna go.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> well junior prom was like so okay. Anyways, what were your what were your proposals first?
0: Okay, yeah. So let's so talk prom. Were you asked or did you ask? Oh no no no! I was asked all three years. Very cool. Thank you so much. But I mean, to be fair, junior and senior year, I was dating someone, so he just asked me, so it wasn't ah. really like a big surprise. But like he committed to the promposals, which I what did what did he do? Um. Well, sophomore year, someone who was an upperclassman who I was friends with just asked me with flowers, which was very cute. Lame like, at my locker. No, it was very cute. Lame. He was the nicest boy ever and I will not hear slander against him. He had he someone had rejected him so I think he was like a mm. little afraid to go big in case I rejected him, which I would never do cuz he is so nice. But it's okay
1: to reject people too.
0: Yeah, but I wouldn't have rejected sure, him. Sure, 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 it was sure. like shitty high school. Like, why would you reject this guy? He's so right. nice. Like he it's not like sweetheart. he was like he a wasn't like an or incel. or okay. no, not at all. Junior year and senior year went with my boy. So what happened?
1: Who asked? How would he ask?
0: Um, junior year, I don't know how he had this, but he had like a mascot style, like full squirrel costume. Um, and he walked into the cafeteria with the flowers and a giant sign that said, "I will go nuts if you go to prom with me." We were already wow. dating; it was adorable. I was a huge fan. Why are okay. you cringing? Like the, yours the are costume,
1: better. the costume. Oh yeah, no, that it sounds. Was, it
0: was a commitment.
1: Do you know the Michael Shannon movie where he has? There's like a furry involved in it
0: it was not a furry type situation why are you trying to make my sweet promposals into weird shit not everyone <laughs> has as twisted of a mind as you jordan from the,
1: from the twisted mind of james gunn yeah comes this, okay sorry okay uh, I'm, so
0: that was junior okay year. and then senior, senior year, year we were both on the track team and i ran cute. the four by four relay at the end of every meet it's the last event yes. everyone is miserable i was the anchor so i was like the last person to get the you,
1: baton dude you hold the team down yeah because i not in a bad way but like you like anchor everyone's soul yeah
0: yes um and i like i like to chase people Mm. on like the track everywhere so yeah (laughs) just on the street yes when i see them yes um anyway but yeah so i got to the the finish line you know it's the four by four it's miserable i was you know huffing and puffing face red my coach was like hey brooke you should look at the baton and i was like what? Oh, that's she was like, cute. Just look at the baton. Oh, that's and the cute. The baton was like a custom baton. See, that had prom. That's it.
1: a great one. That's iconic. Right. I love that one. It was adorable. Costumes? No, no, no. Oh, I liked baton. the costumes. Yes, yes, yes. I
0: appreciated that he like committed because my high school was very full of people that thought they were too cool. So I was like, I, I appreciate. Oh, so no
1: one was like doing anything fun?
0: I mean, a lot of people went like really big for promposals, but they oh, were like yeah. always very basic. And mm. like, you know, like spelling prom on the football field and shit like that. Like very careful, careful where you walk, Solomon. Like, you know, careful where you're walking. Like it just very Tread lightly. Boring. Tread lightly. <laughs> no imagination. Tread lightly. Um, why don't you tell me about your promposals, Jordan?
1: So um, let's see. This is freshman year. I, or sorry. Sophomore years. I said I went with friends. Sophomore year. I. Junior year. Sorry. Junior year. What are years? What is life? What is time? <laughs> junior year I didn't really have anyone wasn't sure who I was going to go with wasn't dating anybody at the time you know was still coming into my own trying Uh to figure it out Uh, so I asked someone in the grade above me Oh, uh, I went big Big but I was originally going to do like the car decal sort of like fun like that sort of a thing mm-hmm. uh, but then I uh, if you know me I uh, get very nervous in certain situations really
0: that's so crazy um and
1: I'm uh, especially when I'm trying to flirt or something uh, well, I, never I become a that, disastrous Jordan. mess hmm, that's um, so, crazy. so I bailed on doing that and essentially we're just gonna like skip over ended up going to prom with her let's just say so
0: you did ask
1: her I did ask her yes but uh, through different uh, means. I am trying to remember. I think it was either A, through a friend or B, just like went up to her and was like,
0: I can't believe you were just giving me shit for someone else. Oh, no, 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 my oh, no, no. No, that's you... great.
1: No, I agree because I know how bad I was. So, so junior Asked year her was terrible.
0: So, a friend. Junior year Jesus. was bad.
1: Junior year was bad. If you know me, this makes sense for how I function Doesn't mean in trying acceptable. to get into a relationship. I
0: can't believe you were just dragging me for this. Of course, I'm going to you drag you no to then try to pipe what myself you just back in. Okay,
1: anyways, senior year comes. Mm-hmm. And this one, I feel like I was actually I like had rebounded. I was dating someone at the time.
0: Okay. So you had a guaranteed yes on your Exactly, hands. Yes. Yeah.
1: So therefore, I was much more confident and comfortable in myself yeah. and I could woo someone, which I'm much better at uh-huh. when I'm dating them. Okay. Anyways, like coordinated with their friends. We had like a nice evening, got ice cream, did a whole shebang, went to her favorite beach, then with like glow sticks, had like prom, like all right now out on the beach, That's had a bunch cute. of flowers. That's cute. Um, yeah. That's but I adorable. like coordinated hardcore for that one because it was like, had to work around different timelines and That's everything. It's like a marriage proposal. It was. It was hardcore. Like, a lot of flowers. It was yeah. great. Wow. A lot of light sticks. Yeah. This was also when I was just really getting into uh, long exposure photography. <laughs> so I was like, how can I incorporate neon glow sticks? Because I like what they look like when we take like, like, long exposures. exposures. But also with a promposal. I
0: hate you.
1: Um Ooh. anyways oh. but so look one for two one of them disastrous awful one of the worst experiences of my life but the other one was the cute. person I also went to prom with for that I didn't end up like hanging out with them later that night I went to a different No
0: that's thing. so shitty Jordan. <laughs> well
1: they look they went and dated our my thing we I went and my did my thing oh, okay it was just the way it was All right it wasn't fair. gonna nothing was happening let's yeah. just say there were no sparks flying.
0: there were no sparks flying Yeah, I didn't have like very, I had like a good time, but I didn't have very eventful proms. I I I didn't do anything crazy. Yeah, you weren't prom committee. see,
1: senior year, I was counting it. I was on prom committee. Right. Was that
0: the Gatsby themed prom?
1: All of them were, well, none of them were Gatsby themed. I just chose to go in Gatsby style. I thought one of them was like 1920s. No, no. no, I just was wearing uh, retro tux.
0: Oh. What was yeah. your senior prom theme?
1: Uh, I don't think we had a theme. Oh, really? Maybe it was like under the sea or something. It Our, was like very basic. I
0: don't re- I feel like sophomore year was like carnival themed. Very fun. Oh, it was bad. I don't remember what junior year was, but senior year was Nantucket Nights. Which I fucking hate that horrible and preppy and very much in the, That's in the vein of what, what my school is so like, you
1: know what that is. That was probably like what all my actual problems were like, right. you know what I mean? That was just the
0: vibe. I can't believe I don't remember junior year. Huh? Oh, well, did you take a limo?
1: Um, we did, uh, sophomore, nice. but we didn't senior senior. I think I drove with her in her van with like a bunch of friends. Yeah. Like, um, and I don't, no junior year I know like driving there was actually a disaster so we were trying to drive to this house
0: oh wait why are we why are we I have to so just a quick
1: quick story if you know where I you know where I lived growing up. Essentially, there's like a lot of beaches, kind of swampy at some places. It's, you know, a mixture of environments. Yeah. Um and, you know, it's been around for a long time, and so some houses are more off the grid than others. And so I put in directions for this house. I was driving with my parents, and I took us back roads instead of going the normal direction because right. I thought it would be faster. Um and we ended up going through essentially like a muddy trail, <gasps> and our car got covered. We almost got stuck. It was like disastrous. And so we rolled up and i got out and the car was like sopping wet of mud and guck and it smelled oh no like the car literally smelled like wow, this shit is so bad and this is for the junior year probably. right workout. which is already not yes, good. yes 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 uh so just a train wreck disaster wow yeah
0: yeah so, i mean i had, a, I, had a I would good like time to black that out from
1: my brain forever
0: yeah woof just in terms of like
1: proposals i feel like small and intimate often is better
0: I like the public ones, but I feel like it should be interesting. For
1: prom proposals or proposals?
0: Promposals. Although I think that a public, people are like, why would you ever do a public proposal? And it's like, if you're like, if you're, pretty sure that someone is going to say yes and like they seem like they would be into a public proposal yeah. go for it right if you're on the fence maybe Probably don't do a not. public proposal did you see
1: the, the thing going around twitter the guy in the ben 10 shirt who tried to propose to someone they said yeah no?
0: i still remember the one in the middle of the mall where the girl is like dude get up like it's yes. not happening yes. but they look like they're like 18 it's yep. not good
1: yep iconic
0: um no proposals in this movie kind of sucks okay
1: i actually have a flaw with this movie just one? Just one. Only one. There's only one thing that bumped with me about this movie. It's no really promposals? shocking. I thought that no, 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 no. Not that there are promposals. It's a promposal day. Right. That doesn't exist. Wow.
0: Wait, there are. Wow. There's
1: a whole song I about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. forgot that there yeah, are yeah, yeah. actual promposals. So there are proposals, but it's just a day. Like, promposal day.
0: We actually had that. Where it was like, it wasn't. Wait, really? Well, it wasn't that there would be like. It's not like there was a, a designated day, but they would all happen within the span of like two weeks. Because once the first person does it, everyone like gets Okay, on their well game.
1: yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean like it's I, not a day. I don't I mean like this is this feels like a specific Today is the day that everyone's asking everyone to prom.
0: It's not. I also refuse to let you nitpick musical type things about this because there's so much more that we can nitpick. But you can't nitpick musical logic. Oh,
1: of course not. No, I'm not. Look, you are. I'm nitpicking this mu- musical musical theater logic because no, this you, movie you, bugs me.
0: No, but like that shouldn't be fine. What we're focusing fine.
1: on. Fine, fine. I agree. Look. I feel like this movie reminded me of how I was suppressing my love of musicals and rewatching it. I was like, I love musicals, but this is not what I want for a musical, Got even though you. like I'm a- this movie I have a lot of thoughts I have a lot of thoughts so too. can we get into? the queerness of it or do you want to save that for the end or how no, do you want to get into it let's
0: just do it first i mean like we can talk about the james corden thing right off the bat Great. if you want to would love to i mean okay so the thing is that like i think that the character of barry glickman played in this film by james corden is a totally fine character for as sure. like a concept Absolutely. and like i actually think it's really nice to have a more quote-unquote stereotypical effeminate gay man like as a pinnacle of theater because like that is a very real subset of the theater community and i feel like it feels more false to try and work against that you know what i mean well that's
1: the thing is he, all these characters are broad stereotypes like they're not playing with like actual realistic grounded people and i like that because totally. that's, that's theater like dd the is like an amalgamation of like so many classical like leading ladies she's you a know? diva exactly it's great but I feel like the flaw with Barry comes in in the casting oh. of James Corden. Of course, where on Broadway, as we mentioned off mic, it was played by uh, Brooke Ashmankus, Ashmankus, uh, who is a gay actor who got a Tony nom for this movie. Yeah, but in playing like the broad caricature, Corden doesn't get into. There's like no depth to it, and it all feels hokey and like very cliche, and like he doesn't. He's very much like portraying anything and there's like no nuance or depth to it. And it feels like he's almost making fun of these sorts of characters versus it actually being a character. And while it's broad and stereotypical, you can have that work, But you also have to understand the reason why it's broad and stereotypical versus just being broad.
0: Right. The thing is that it's like, we've mentioned this before. I don't think that there should be like a one-to-one ratio of gay people having to play gay characters. Absolutely not, no. Definitely should not be the case. But the thing is, when you're playing a character who's essentially like a bunch of gay stereotypes, you should be hiring someone who's actually gay because otherwise it feels very offensive and like why on earth would you not hire a gay man with a background in theater to play this gay man with a background in theater like
1: you have Andrew Reynolds literally in this movie who is a queer man from theater right like why not just draw great. from... that? I mean, Ryan Reynolds, like, in the... He has the... He made... Or Ryan Reynolds. My God. Ryan Murphy had the Boys in the Band movie come out later this year or before this movie. I forget when it, it came out. It was
0: before. And that's a cast of all... All queer gay, gay men. Actors. Right. Yeah. And
1: there are so many men from that who literally come from a musical theater background. So why not just draw one of them over if you're going to, like, cast your friends? Okay.
0: Do you want to hear, like something a little scathing it's that yes. like Ryan Murphy has repeatedly come under fire for only hiring like super hot young men for his projects and like is very much into perpetrating certain stereotypes about like how you have to look shocking. as like a hot gay man in totally Hollywood. and all of his stuff there's the like Ryan Murphy's version of the Hitchcock blonde which is yes. like those dark haired blue eyed like super fit men in their thirties. So what Glee
1: did to our society. Right.
0: Maybe it was difficult for him to conceive of casting someone who's a different age and body type who's also gay
1: potentially. For
0: this role. Yeah. That would make sense. Um, but like there I remember when this movie came out in December 2020, there were so many great articles that were like, this is incredibly offensive. James Corden should not be doing this. And Most had, like, a short list of other actors who would do it much better. I saw Titus Burgess thrown around. Nathan Lane was, like, born to play this role. Literally. Eddie Izzard. Like, there are so many people that totally would have killed this.
1: You can read the discomfort on his face within the role, especially, like, the scenes with his mother. It just feels so weird. And, like, he doesn't feel comfortable, like, talking about his queerness or, like, growing up with trauma at all.
0: Yeah, because, like, he didn't experience experience that and like i don't i don't really hate james corden as an actor but i think that there's so many films that don't know how to cast him i don't think he's terribly miscast in almost everything stuff i don't think that he should just be pigeonholed into like comedy roles or like you know the funny best friend or whatever but like he's so weirdly miscast and into the woods he is miscast in this, obviously. Like, he works in a certain pocket, and this is not...
1: Not the pocket. Not
0: the pocket. No. And I just he he should be like the most magnetic and like amazing character because so much of the f- of the musical and the film revolves around like him and Emma's relationship and like the things that they're both going through at the same time and the parallels and like his later in life acceptance of himself kind of similar to what you were saying where like he repressed all this stuff in high school and is now like getting the opportunity to live the high school experience that he wished that he had and like you just don't get any of that from Corden.
1: Absolutely not. And even further building on that, like Emma, I mean, this movie should be about the teens. I know. It, it feels one way too heavy, but Emma's entire storyline really gets sidelined and her she doesn't really have like an emotional arc per se. And so...
0: She, she, she does, of, but, but it's, it's, v- it's very oddly executed.
1: Exactly. And Corden has arguably like him or Dee really have the bigger ones when they started out the show sort of as these egotists and you think it's just going to be like these egotists who have to learn, you know, to come to terms with like themselves. But Corden then also has his entire mother storyline thrown in there. Right. But then at the end, like he and his mom are so accepting of one another and they're so happy with each other as if like none of the previous 20 plus years of like trauma and like did not talking ever existed and there's just like such a happy ending for everyone because right. Murphy doesn't give a broad sense of scope to what like queerness necessarily is for these people and wow it's a musical and it can end happy I'm fine with that ending happy but it feels so sort of shoehorned and forced where Corden and his mom are happy and everyone gets this happy ending and queerness is accepted everywhere where there's like no actual sense of like suffering or like repercussions or, like, anyone has to deal with, like, the trauma that society has, like, inflicted upon them.
0: So this is, this is, like, I think a really good lead-in to what I feel like my biggest problem is with this film. And, like, the thing is that, like, this musical works very differently on stage and, like, just... On a baseline level there's a lot of stuff that you can accept in live theater that it's much harder to accept in a film For like sure. there are a lot of things that you can forgive in live theater and like people make up immediately because like we got to wrap it up we got right. the final number to do and it's like you accept you accept it it's kind of just one of the weird magic things about live right. theater and that's why live theater we is love, great yeah it's like why hairspray is so successful you know right um like oh we solved racism isn't that great um
1: we'll we'll dig into that at some point yeah
0: well i'll probably return to it in a little bit but um i think like the the problem is that like (laughs) the prom film is not flippant Enough about homosexuality to play it off as a joke, yes. But it doesn't give the actual repercussions of homophobia enough weight to n- to make it work. Hundred percent. Like it's it's both not serious enough and also too serious. Yes. So it's like baffling to see this town full of violently homophobic people Uh, extremely get over their homophobia through the power of song
1: yes and andrew reynolds uh kicking his leg up exactly brooke i do have one question for you though Sure. Was that your favorite song, Love Thy Neighbor, because it was so religious?
0: Because it's, like, a gospel about, song and it yeah. talks about the Bible. Yeah. Is that way you were drawn to it? It's actually, like, right in the middle for me. It's not my favorite that's song. It's pretty shocking. Yeah, I know. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, but that is, like, I was trying... When I watched... I've seen this movie twice now, against my will. Um, <laughs> But, like, that's what I was trying to figure out when I was watching it. I was like, why isn't this should be like a big happy game musical yes. and why is it not hitting like that for me like yes. what is the problem and i think the problem is that like this should either be a town full of like insane bible thumping yes. like church going yes. gospel people which so they that...
1: sing in the first song about right. like when they're or when they decide to go they like Bible thumping like they literally have lyrics like establishing what you think the town is going to be like,
0: but it's just a totally normal town. It shouldn't be it should be like some weird crazy towns that we understand that this is like a satire and like homophobia can be solved for the power of song in this world but it's the real world. Yes. It's just like a normal town. It's just Kerry Washington. Right. And so it's very weird to see these people be so homophobic, but mm-hmm. also like this is a musical right. and it's, it's hap. It's supposed to be it happy. It has the trappings of. light. It's not like a serious, like deep, it's not like spring awakening or lame yeah. is, you know, like it's, Oh, this isn't, it's a musical. Right. It, it's not one of those like heavy epics. No, that's I agree. About, I agree. Like, yes. About something. Right. Overcoming prejudice. Right. Like rent or whatever. Exactly. Right, like this
1: movie, like as completely building off that, as you were saying, it should be set in this world, but this movie's production design, this movie's costuming, this movie's songs, everything about the movie gives a glitz and glamour and extravaganza you know, sparkle fest that like tells you that this is a complete fantasy and somewhere to escape to, as you were saying, mm-hmm. but like that it doesn't do that it is serious, but then it's also not satiring enough. Like you watch the producers or like other musicals that have biting songs, or even like the Book of Mormon, etc., cetera, where like right. these are biting songs about something and they're like, you're able to laugh at them, but you're also able to see that they're undercutting what these, like, characters or, like, what the issue of, like, these themes are.
0: And it's totally in a different world. Exactly. You know, and I think that, that that's part of the live theater thing. Like, I have no doubt. I obviously, like, haven't seen... I'm poor and I also don't live in New York, so I haven't seen The, the Prom <laughs> on Broadway. But um, I have no doubt that, like, all of this stuff kind of works on stage. Because you're course. like, yeah, it's a musical. But, like, to transplant the town to, like, a very normal, like, trendy, fashionable Midwest town with, like, lots of diversity and lots of, like, you know, just very normal people. It makes the, like, blatant homophobia seem so crazy.
1: There's almost, like, an equality of race within this town, but not for for queer people. So it makes, so it's, like, it's disproportionate on how, Problematic these people are, right? it's Where they so... should they should be like also racist and they should also be homophobic and right. they should also you know what I mean, you know,
0: not think that women should be in positions of power, right? Exactly, like everything. That. But... It's so weird to see um Ariana Debose say to carrie Washington, "My life is already hard," and be like, "Yes." However, like I think I feel like Ryan Murphy was like, "Ah, oh, yes." The implication is that her life will be hard because she's a queer woman of color, but like. They the way it comes across is that it's like my life is already hard because you think that I should be perfect, right? And it's like wh- what you need but, to think about the multiple layers here. What if you're your character commit is saying to stuff like that, yes, yeah,
1: and like I completely agree. And I feel like this boils down to sort of like an issue that I think perpetuates a lot of like mainstream, more four quadrant big blockbuster movies with queerness is that these movies can't let queer people or people in these worlds like exist in lower income middle class families where, or like lower middle class families where this is all about like rich white, mostly white people <laughs> uh, living in this world. And while like Emma could be maybe coded as like a little less affluent, there's still like a massive amount of affluence to her and her room and how she dresses. And that's and just s-
0: like, that's the Ryan Murphy thing. And that's exactly. like the Hollywood thing. And that's fine. Right.
1: But it's just like, why can't, Like, this movie, if they're going to this poor town, this, you know, bible big town, like, Emma should be, like, a queer person who is living in a town and, like, is dealing with more economic strife. And, like, why can't we see a story about a non-affluent white queer person? And, like, there's just so much to break down of, like, how this movie took its approach in such a misguided way.
0: And I don't think that we could have ever had a music, like I don't think we ever could have had this musical as a film where it's like gritty and oh, realistic God, no. and talking about like different For sure, no. sectors of intersectionality. And I don't think that it necessarily has to because like it's a musical, but like, I think that the wrong decision was made by placing it in like an average everyday town. It- they should have just like gone full satire totally and have it like have it be like this extremely weird sector of Indiana with like a gospel church and like too much hairspray and like right out of the 60s yes like that I think would be much more effective and I think that there are actually a lot of elements of that that are in the musical that didn't make it to the film like Alyssa's mother in the musical is sort of more of that like big like 80s beauty pageant, like super hairsprayed power suit type PTA mom. And in the film, it's like incredibly fashionable and poised Carrie Washington. And you're like, why is everyday Carrie Washington so homophobic? Where like there's nothing that's done to establish this world as like having particularly outdated values besides the fact that it happens to be in Indiana. Right. It's so weird.
1: There's obviously like musical theater, there are so many flaws and like discussions that we could get into on like progressing, how the theater is progressing and like how you want to find new voices versus like relying on like old stories. And this feels more weighted Maybe the, like, obviously we haven't seen the musical on stage, so I feel like that is playing a factor.
0: I've seen, I've seen basically everything that I can see that's not a bootleg I've seen. I watched, like, their performances on The View and at the Macy's Day Parade and, like, on ABC and stuff like that. And it's really cool because, like, usually the song they perform is, um... Uh Love thy neighbor. Love no, thy neighbor. Love f- thy neighbor. <laughs> it's uh the it's dance with you is usually ah. what they perform, which is like the promposal. Da, 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 da. Yeah the yeah. the um promposal. But this song, fi- this which is great is, because, yeah. because 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 there of the is, wonderful things she
1: does.
0: Um, because there's a kiss between Emma and Alyssa at the end of that, and so it's like you see it ends with like a queer kiss. You see women kissing like on right. the View and like in the Macy's Day Parade and on national television, and like it broke a lot of barriers like musical wise, which is really cool. But like.
1: Is it though, because like, I mean, I think this brings us to the thing is like, I feel like queer suffering is such a thing that like film and theater and so many things build upon. And I feel like we're reaching this point where it's like, why does every queer story have to be about like coming out or like. Like, I feel like this movie specifically, it's like I feel like a lot of these stories are just so much about like these queers suffering. And even though it's like a satire and it's well, trying it should to be more be funny, it's more of a satire. Right. It's
0: not satire enough. Exactly,
1: which is where it falters because then you're like, why is this so self serious about some of this stuff? But then exactly. it doesn't have the character depth to actually like break it down. Like, Emma like when she's like singing a song about how she needs to breathe like emma my god do you need to breathe we get it but she's smiling the whole time and like sure but she smiles the whole time and like there's no sense of like struggle with her you know what i mean like she feels like like yes it's like performative but like even when she's on her own we don't like dig into anything like how she's feeling or so like, Wait,
0: I'm confused are you saying it should be it should be more of like a satire or are you saying it should be more about suffering
1: no no it should be more of a satire like I don't want it to be more about suffering like I'm sick of like queer people having to suffer in like the perform in these performances but this movie is such a satire is trying to be such a satire so if they're going to have it be a satire at least like push the envelope on that more right. so I guess if you're gonna show suffering have it at least be a bit more in this musical versus then the suffering that they have it feels serious and therefore bumps with me more because it's not biting like yeah. like I do but I, at the end of the day I would love if this was just like only about the teens and about Emma and like her coming of age or like just about the adults and them but like with like the mixing of everything you don't actually get a clear-cut understanding of what we're supposed to be emotionally feeling, which is why I guess I'm so conflicted all the time with this movie is because it's not telling us an actual, like, take on society or, like, queerness or, like...
0: Besides the fact that homophobia is is wrong. Is bad, right. It's just, like... Wow, amazing. Right, and
1: it's just, like, these, like, white liberals thinking that they're doing the right thing, and that's a fun... There's a progressive biting take that you could have of that, which would be great in, like, a deconstruction of, like, neoliberalism, but this movie doesn't take that. and ends up actually feeling... like a neoliberal queer movie where it's just like, Oh, homophobia is bad. Right. Like we can solve that versus like taking on people who are like, Oh, we're progressive. We're going to like solve homophobia. Like there's it completely like disconnected from the world of like how it's actually looking at that.
0: Yeah. I think that, I think that because the Broadway people, DD, Barry, Angie and Trent don't really interact enough with Emma and Alyssa. Like we don't, get the sense that they didn't actually do anything and ended up learning from her. Like that is the takeaway that we're supposed to get, but it's the execution is not really there. You never
1: like see them actually get close. And
0: I love the beginning. Like it's not about me as an amazing song. Oh, the, I'm just the so opening I'm all on board with like, we will solve homophobia in right. this small town. But then the problem is that like, they literally do that. Right. And yes. they shouldn't. And no. we can say that that is part of a musical problem. Um, Like, the musical itself, like, it's not like Ryan Murphy invented Love Thy Neighbor, which I think is, like, one of the weirdest sort of, like, like pieces of song in the the musical is, like, I thought, I figured the whole point is that you shouldn't be able to change people's minds in a song. Or if you can, you should, like, be highlighting how ridiculous it is that they have these ideals in the first place. But, like... I also feel like a problem on the homophobia front is that like they go like for the jugular in terms yes. of homophobia. Like Emma was kicked out of her house. People right. are throwing proms and not inviting. Which her happened in they real life, which is wild. But like, why would you like include these like deeply yes. Yes. traumatic, scarring things. things? Yes, and like it's just it's a very. It, it's it's very real life and it's very like realistic trauma that mm-hmm. happens to a particular subset of people to then in act 2 have Trent be like if i poke holes in your biblical argument you'll be on my you're side you're gonna you're
1: gonna go up to Emma and you're gonna be like Emma i'm so sorry i was so wrong i'm
0: so sorry i hated you because you were gay i understand the error of my ways now
1: like no that would never happen it's
0: so weird but like, like
1: again like we could pick holes in musical theater logic but it's like so broad and so big that it's impossible sort of to overlook like i don't wanna i don't want to be a CinemaSins, but like it's hard with this movie because it's not doing any legwork To convince you or like emotionally compel you otherwise.
0: Right. And that's why I was very conflicted when I watched this the first time because I was like, well, if this is just how the musical is, then like, you know, I don't necessarily want to like shit on Ryan Murphy in particular, but I don't think that his particular style of directing and production design and casting helps. Like, I think it makes it worse. Yes
1: yeah like you do want this to be like the producers or something like that you know what i mean right. like you want this to have a more have biting right edge. edge yeah
0: i know and so should we talk about ryan murphy for a little bit do we need
1: to yeah i really no, want what well, we do there was one um yes yeah we can yeah do you
0: sorry was there one other thing that you wanted to no
1: we'll get back to it because i think there's just it's i think we're gonna just be digging into this more and more as we go through i just yeah let's, we'll do let's a, go to, like let's a, go to a, murphy a quick plot um, rundown
0: soon but yes on the Murphy front yes um well just to say that like Ryan Murphy is like an out gay man and he I sort of put him and Greg Berlanti in the same category where it's like they're actually responsible for a ton of representation in media that we wouldn't have otherwise like they really did bust down a lot of doors and be like we want to see gay people like on screen and like we're going to be out and proud about it and this isn't something that you should run from like there's no denying that he, yeah. that he did that it's in a un- lot of ways. For
1: sure. It's just unfortunate that the portrayals, i.e. Glee, of like the queerness and uh, that specifically for queer men was so... You mean... Kurt. G- Kurt and yes. Blaine. Yes. And how the queerness on that was so one-dimensional, how that sort of like impacted, I feel like a generation's understanding of like queerness, at least like for me growing up, like that is... That, while wow, that was beneficial to see queer people on screen, it also fueled so much trauma at the same time by like enabling and establishing like straight heterosexual bullies to like make fun of queer people based on those like portrayals.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no, I totally am with you. you know? I Bri- like- <laughs> Brian Murphy is kind of like from the old guard of like queer people that are out in Hollywood. He's sort of from... A different era when like a lot of queerness was based around like it's a lot of hate and like a lot of prejudice but right. even when he was doing glee you know at the time that it was premiering it felt dated
1: oh for sure a
0: lot of his stuff is like two steps forward one step back and i really do love like a lot of what he chooses to do, and there are like quite honestly a ton of things that I admire about oh, him. Oh, for sure. His like he's so li- prolific for one, and I. I'm
1: such a, I was such an American Horror Story stand like right. for the longest time. Like I was up to date week to week on those pages with that show.
0: Mm-hmm. And like I kind of I think that. Again, it's like, it's so hit or miss. It's always two steps forward, one step back. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Ratchet, but I was like, it's kind of awesome that he took this random character and was like, she's a lesbian. And you know what? There's nothing you can do about that starring two actual queer lead actresses. (laughs) Like, honestly, sure. Who else is doing that? Right. Nobody. But now it's like, okay. And now, as a result of that, we have Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer. Great. Like, it's like, what we are you got going to do with American crime right. story? But we also got Hollywood. Right, right, right.
1: Like, Hollywood needs to answer for its crimes. Oh my
0: God. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Because like,
1: there's just, it feels like a very, as you were saying, it's a it's not a nuanced look at queerness and it's coming from a position of privilege. And like, maybe like, I don't know about his backstory. I don't know about his story with his queerness. You know what I mean? But at this point, the stories that he's telling are not necessarily nuanced looks at modern queerness or what we're looking for in queer stories, which is why then when you see the prom, it feels so sort of just like disconnected from like our sense of reality. And that's why you have my parents telling me when they watched the problem they were like oh this is problematic and i was like oh yes yes like i feel like when you've reached that point like that's when you know
0: (laughs) yeah seriously
1: but it's it's, i mean like i do i do respect the man and he has like the probably the king of the first season debut i mean like glee season one was rapturous i mean i like Lee infected and poisoned our culture forever. I do have to say <laughs> I stand that first season you know what I mean? No, as, lo- as did everyone else in the country.
0: He's so good at starting shit. He's Absolutely. just really bad at tying it all together except for Hollywood which like was really horrible from the beginning. But like Pose like we have him to thank for Pose and right. American Crime Story and um, Scream Queens which is a fave of Great. mine. Great. Scream, Scream
1: Queens iconic. It's
0: so good Um, and like you know stuff that is quite good like American Crime crime story. Right.
1: Love American crime story. Wait,
0: Can I just talk about Hollywood for a moment though? Because I want everyone. Sorry. Right. I want everyone to know if they don't, that Hollywood is a television series in which, in which fictional characters created by Ryan Murphy break all kinds of diversity barriers and then have real life historical figures from the 50s Like in Hollywood, come up to them and be like, if not for you, I would have never been able to live the life that I was meant to. Like, you ever saved
1: racism and homophobia all in once with stroke and sexism all in one stroke? Like, the big three,
0: you have Anime Wong and fucking like Hattie McDaniels coming up to fictional people and being like, you saved me, me, a real person who existed. It's I can't. the absolute can't. craziest thing I have ever seen on
1: screen. And I was almost so on board from, like, the posters and just the logline of that show originally. I was like, oh, I'm going to really love, like, like this is about, like, old Hollywood, like, a, like, sort of, like, digging into that time period. Like, this is going to be great. And then, you know, you get into it and it's it just so falls apart. Bad.
0: And, like, there's so many aside from like obviously the deeply problematic nature of whatever the fuck that is there are so many like other things that are just horrible like i don't know if you remember did you watch the whole series no. okay so in the penultimate episode oh the, boy. there's this this like you know the reel of like their super diverse movie that's gonna win all the oscars oh gets no. burned by the studio heads and that was like the end of the second to last episode and i was mm. like well we all know that there's a copy five minutes into the finale they're like Guys, we have another real copy. I was like, Oh, really? Oh, shocking. wow, that shocking. is so shocking. Um, shit like that, where you're like, This is like Screenwriting 101, sir. What are you doing? Um, I really just like basically everything about Hollywood except for the production design, which is amazing.
1: So unfortunate.
0: But Ryan Murphy as a whole is like sort of fascinating, um, a little terrifying. Yes. I'm always afraid yes. of what he's going to do next.
1: What is he doing next? Monster,
0: the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Right. Starring Evan Peters. Okay,
1: no, we don't need that.
0: And there's a spinoff of American Horror Story called American Horror Stories. He went with the, the Jordan yes. Gustafson sequel. Yes, in the Well,
1: he... <laughs> Is currently shooting in Provincetown right now for American Horns. My, yeah, my family was out there and they were like, Oh, look, P-town, they've baby. like shut down a bunch of P Town for Ryan Murphy. And I was like, How unsurprising.
0: He's also directing a chorus line, like a, t- a TV miniseries of a chorus line, which would oh, be no. interesting. Honestly, like that seems that actually good. feels
1: like a better fit than this movie does yeah. because I don't think. He, I don't think he can handle like complexity necessarily in a clean way. I don't think he can either. And so, I this maybe he has like a very much a Zack Snyder thing, as we've been discussing. I don't want to tie it, but it's it's dealing with very big strokes. You know what I mean? He's painting with a very broad brush, Mm -hmm. and that can be good in some ways and like bad in other ways. And like with the right material, that can work. While with other material, it doesn't. And so you want to see him dealing with these big, broad, brassy feelings and emotions versus like complex, nuanced, individualistic situations.
0: Right. And even though he has like the, the, I guess the chops and like, if you want to go this far, like deserves to tell these stories as a gay man, it's, it's, you can't indiscriminately stick him in to tell nuanced stories like you were saying because, like, it seems like time and time again he just can't really get there and i don't want to i don't want to place the blame solely on his shoulders because like in order for a film to not emotionally resonate you kind of need like a lot of different things working to not work um but he is like the architect well i
1: think it's also like a thing of we've discussed before in the past it's not necessarily like whether it's the actor or the director but just because you're having a queer person do something doesn't mean like that's the right fit for their material exactly and i feel like this becomes like a very like studio thing of where they're like Okay, you're queer. We can plug you in to do this movie. You can do any queer right? Story. Just because you're gay means you can tell this story, and no, no, because like we want queer stories to be told, but there is like, uh, you need to have like the right voice to be telling certain stories, and right. like just because you could be whether you're a plug and play or not, if you're an auteur or not, there are certain stories that you might not necessarily have the depth or like emotional capacity to handle. Of and I'm course. not saying that about him or anything, but I'm just saying like that's just in general. And I feel like with studios like this feels like very much like you're gay. This is about gay people. Great. Let's do it.
0: But I see particularly how this works. Like it's a musical adaptation. Ryan Murphy loves musicals. There's a lot of Glee sensibility with the high school oh, absolutely. aspect of it. And like, it's about Broadway divas. Like he loves like Patti LuPone is in every right. single one of his projects. Ha- and like do Jessica Bed- Lane. Yeah, he right. did. Like he's obsessed with this kind of stuff. Yeah. I totally see how Netflix was like, bang, bang, boom, slam dunk. Right. He just, it's, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. It no. doesn't work. Um, I think, one of obviously one of the biggest problems we touched on james corden but i think a lot of the casting is very odd and does a disservice Mm -hmm. to this i think that nicole kidman is very miscast i know that you like her and i like her too but like
1: i i okay
0: I just, I think she is, I think she is a very weird choice. I agree. For this role. No,
1: I have come around. So the first time I watched it, I was like, all aboard Nicole. Like, no matter what Nicole does, I, I love was Nicole. like, I, oh, we're both, we, we stand, Nicole. We stand. On this rewatch, I feel like my love of her was because she is so tall in this movie. Right. Like, step on everybody. Like, she is of course. so tall. Um, And we have to say a tall queen. But... Uh, she doesn't necessarily give off the vibe of being a background singer.
0: Right. She's not really a chorus girl. I think they need someone who's like a little... Less famous. Jitsier, for lack of a better word. I feel like she needs to be more of like, oh my God, guys, right. that's the energy that yes. I feel like we need. And Nicole Kidman like, is just too refined. She does not give off that she, energy. No, she gives off class. Like she, She's so classy. When she
1: gets Roxy Hart at the end, I'm like, you would have already been Roxy Hart like a hundred times over. right?
0: And... I'd Perhaps I, it's
1: because she's scorned and she never got her chance, but like that's not what this movie's saying.
0: Exactly. Um, not at all. So I think that she is miscast and also I don't think that it's like an age thing at all, but she she doesn't <laughs> really relate to the high schoolers. I think again, we just want someone that's a little more like girl the, stop. Za- like, the Zaz scene right. does
1: not Play as well, and the Zad scene should be
0: so good, but it's not.
1: I wanted that scene to
0: pop, and And it it doesn't. It's it got that weird low energy film musical thing where you're like, why are you guys whispering? This is like a a full blown musical number. Like
1: the walls should drop, and they should be like in a Fosse-style musical number yes. versus what we actually get.
0: I think I think Ryan Murphy got the casting basically like exactly 50-50, which is crazy, but also not a good... Let's run through not it. Not a good ratio. Okay, Who, here you is...
1: Say a name and we'll say good or not. Okay. Meryl. Good. Great.
0: I think perfect casting. I she concur. She is I mean, a Hollywood diva.
1: Meryl doesn't... She always delivers. It's not a question. And like,
0: she delivers so well in this particular type of role. I like to see her playing someone who's like a little self-referential. Yes. It's the Miranda Priestley thing. Oh, it's great. She's got it. She's got it on She lock. does
1: good. She's great in comedy. She's good the in musicals. Hair, I love
0: the sparkly pantsuits. It's all great. Would I would you say see
1: Eleanor the musical. Absolutely I'd not. S- oh, really? I no. was so <laughs> like, like, on board. Go. I'm like, look, I don't want to see. I'm like, I'm over dated Hollywood, you know, normal bullshit like this, not Hollywood Broadway. I'm like, I want to see some progressive plays. But at the same time, if Meryl Streep was starring in Roosevelt, Maybe I would go see that. Can we
0: appreciate how the review of Eleanor calls James Corden's performance problematic right off the bat? Yes. Where they're like, "It's so offensive that he's playing someone in a wheelchair." Like this is so misguided. Wow, they called and their shot. I was like,
1: Ugh! you ever drag yourself?
0: Right. Okay, so I'm gonna go down the cast list. Yes. Meryl, great. Great. James Corden, no. Bad. Nicole Kidman, no. Not good. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think that she is a great actress, but she is miscast. Carrie yes. Washington, no. Oh, a very, very weird choice. I don't know
1: if I don't know if no or yes. I just think like, why? I just because it just it doesn't make sense. You know, she's
0: not the right. It should be like I wouldn't. Maybe it should be Christine Baranski. That would be kind of great, but like it should be.
1: You want you know what it should be is like Michelle Pfeiffer and Hairspray,
0: right? That is the energy, and like again, it's sort of the Nicole Kidman problem where it's like Carrie Washington just like oozes class and like and also reasonability. kindness, yes, yes, and sweetness, and you're like, I just don't. It doesn't track for me. No. That she would be so horrible.
1: No, she's giving Olivia Pope energy, which is like I'm gonna like fight for something, but I'm fighting for like the right moral thing versus this one where she's like I'm fighting for the wrong moral thing. But I'm like you're still giving off the same energy, yeah. and so it doesn't work for me.
0: I think that Ryan Murphy, one of his problems is that he tends to cast actors that he just is a fan of, like Carrie Washington yeah, from Scandal, of or James. Like, how could
1: we not stand Carrie Washington? You're a great actress, but right. like just doesn't fit the role.
0: Yes. Um. So. I say now. I think this all just
1: boils down to this needed to be about the teens or about the adults, and because it's about both, it's just flawed.
0: Well, that's a musical problem though. Yes.
1: Anyways. But Um, maybe on like I mean, like seriously, like shouldn't it be more about Emma and Alyssa?
0: I think that I think that it should be more evenly split. I think Because it feels way more adult dominated. I don't think that it's necessarily like we need to push the adults to the background, but I think that one adult storyline needs To go. go. There's like one too many dynamics because there's the Barry and Dee Dee dynamic. There's the Barry and his mom dynamic. There's the Dee 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 and the principal dynamic. Like there's all four of them relating to um, Emma dynamic. The makeup scene with like Barry
1: is just so weird and like feels so messy. But
0: it should be good. Right. Oh, you mean the makeup with his mom? Both. Both. I thought you were talking about the makeover scene.
1: Yes, I mean both. Okay. But like I was specifically mentioning the makeover scene.
0: I think the makeover scene should be so good.
1: Yes, it should. But, but it's not.
0: Also watching James Corden put makeup on someone with like little wrist flourishes is just like this doesn't deeply, feel right. Deeply uncomfortable. Yes.
1: Anyways, keep going.
0: Um, Keegan-Michael Key. Good. Okay. Okay. We stand. He's,
1: he's good in this. I love him as a straight man who loves theater. Great. I think he's probably the one delivering the goods the most and understands sort of the movie that... His role in the movie the most. I just think his career post-Key and Peele is so weird and fascinating. Like, Jordan right. Peel went off and, like, deliver, has, like, made, like, sort of a home for himself. Where he... As a director. Yes. And he has gone and done Why Him, The Predator, All the Bright Places, Jingle Jangle, Playing with Fire, Vacation. Like... The Prom. I, the Prom. Dolomite. But I'm like... I want to know what key what, where he fits because I feel like this is probably the best role but is it like doing comedies is it doing serious I it's just it's such a fascinating post key and peel career for I, me
0: I think like a lot of comedy actors that have some, you know, have some weight to their yeah. name. He gets a good film like once in every five projects. But
1: it's like he's so talented and is such a big name. You would th- he's weirdly thrown into like smaller supporting roles and a lot of stuff.
0: I don't think he I think he would be very hard pressed to get a lead for a lot of reasons. Yeah, um, well, of course. But yeah, like I think that people still think of him as like a supporting punch up comedy guy yeah i mean even like key and peel together i don't think would ever lead a movie unless they were leading their own movie right like keanu but like they were the powerhouses behind actually getting that made like, right you know it's so, just fascinating but as i agree long as he's happy i am know I'm happy if he's happy him. i'm happy
1: i mean look he and meryl are certainly happy in this movie i'm kind of obsessed how do you feel about them? that
0: i'm kind of obsessed with it because like i i honestly love the idea of like a straight man who loves theater going and being like I have such a crush on this diva who's like 15 years my senior. More I, than 15. Like, I think that's hilarious. And like I actually think that they pull it off. In I think this. it's
1: I think it's yeah. I, I mean, I guess I gotta say I like it. I think it's funny. it's, I, it's funny. just so it's just so maybe so absurd that I'm just like, sure, I'm on board.
0: I think it should, I think the whole thing should be more absurd. Right. If maybe maybe was that's at why. That level. Maybe
1: that's why it stands out so much, is because you're like, oh this feels different than the rest, which is why then maybe, but then when it starts to work and you're like enjoying their back and forth and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm so confused.
0: I think that sort of might be Carrie Washington's problem is that she's too good of an actress. She's playing too much of a real person. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, this is not a real person. Right. This homophobic PTA mom meddling in school affairs should not be a three-dimensional character. But it's like she's
1: homophobic because she also doesn't want her daughter- to like have a hard life like she did because her f- father ran away, right? Or so, something okay, like that? so
0: her husband, Alyssa's father, apparently left them. But the thing is that she doesn't know Alyssa's gay. So she's just homophobic outside of the fact that her daughter right, is gay. Right.
1: Which is like, hmm, why do we need that extra she's, detail? She's
0: just homophobic on principle.
1: Y'all ever just been homophobic on principle? It, Come on.
0: Right. It's <sighs> very, and like, she's so, she's so serious about it. That's the only thing she does for this whole film is like. Until the end. Yeah. Equality at every turn. It's crazy. Where she's
1: just like, yeah, we had another prom, but it's not problematic because like, you know, she had her own prom. It's okay. Like, what? Hmm. <laughs>
0: What? I mean that whole fake prom thing is like super fucked but up. But then
1: I mean after th- look, we'll get into the plot because we actually need to discuss the plot at some point but right. like we need Wait. to get through the rest of this cast because Andrew Reynolds is good. is amazing. But miscast I mean
0: I think that so I was looking at the musical and that character is supposed to be like a little older again Ryan Murphy can't resist casting like the young hot people even though I love Andrew Rannells I think he's
1: a great he's like so clearly the one of everyone in this cast who has been on Broadway Yes, like it's insane and it oozes so much just even in the final dance number when they're all dancing together and you cut there's like a shot of him dancing and he is the one nailing the choreography so hard and everyone else is like doing fine but he is like actually fucking
0: on it him and Ariana DeBose. <sighs> but
1: yeah. like why is he not the Barry if you're going to cast younger or he's something too young, you know what I mean but and he's like,
0: too fit, you know? Right, but
1: he feels like that I don't it think just I just would love I don't yeah. think it's so
0: much that he's miscast as Trent Oliver. Maybe she's like just, 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 just don't like Trent. I, guess. I I think the problem is that it's not that he's miscast, it's that that he is kind of out shining th- like other people everyone. that are supposed to be more important than he is yeah. so it he feels miscast but i i think it's more of an everyone else problem than a him problem gotcha. because i like him in this i do
1: too um, i mean he's good he's solid except for the fact that the one song that he gets love thy neighbor is actually atrocious it's very bad. it's like the worst sorry i don't want to be mean but it's like the worst song in this musical Jordan, i don't like that song. no i know i'm just saying it's just like it's because it just doesn't work as a song that much and also it's just so weird in context of
0: do you think that i would defend it because it's like bible based
1: no 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 oh Oh god no 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 i'm just like it's just so frustrating for me with andrew because i'm like i want him to have like this like great number and And then the number we get is like him dancing around in a mall
0: like he kills it he does (laughs) he does what he can look
1: if you were in the mall and he came up to you and thrust his leg up i would not immediately be like oh you know what homophobia is bad i would be like Oh my God, go get away from me. Like, what is happening?
0: Right. Anyways. Um, okay, continuing. We're almost there. Yes. Joe Ellen Pelman is Emma Nolan. She's a fucking cutie. I really like her. I really like her. I, again, I think that. Okay, she's an unknown.
1: Breathe Emma.
0: I like that song. I don't know what you have against that song. I just think it's funny. I think she's really cute. Okay. Um, sure. But. Um, I wish they had, like, butched her up a little more.
1: I just wish she had more character depth or, like, presence. Because I feel like, she's just all, kinda like a sweet all she kid. does is just exist and smile. Like, right. I can't actually tell. Like, I know she's being bullied. But, like, that's her character depth is, like, this girl is bullied. Like, right. what is she?
0: And she's cool because it's, like, she kind of lets everything roll off of her. And she just wants to, like, be a normal kid. And... But she also
1: tries to force her girlfriend to come out.
0: Which I don't I think, don't... I honestly, yes, we can talk about, let, let's, let's talk about Sorry. that in one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ariana DeBose as Alyssa Green, a.k.a. The Bullet from Hamilton, a.k.a. Upcoming. Anita in West Side Story, big Great. fan of her. I don't think, I think she is miscast in this movie.
1: Do I have like, no, I'm differential. Fine.
0: I think she's miscast. I think she is a little too old mm. to be a high schooler. Um, she's obviously got the Broadway chops and I don't think that she's a bad actor by any means, but I, I just, I don't really
1: buy their relationship necessarily.
0: Joe Ellen Pellman though is really cool. And she was raised by a gay single mother and identifies as queer. And that was like a big reason why Ryan Murphy cast her. And I think that she is adorable. Um, so that's exciting. All right. That's all I
1: got. No, no, no. (laughs) Brooke, you're almost (laughs) skipped over the MVP. What are you doing? Kevin Chamberlain. Kevin Chamberlain. (laughs) Absolutely, as, as Sheldon, Sheldon Sapper's scene is absolutely the, the best character in the movie. He, he is the one. Do he doesn't do anything, but My King dominates every scene that he is in. He stomps yeah. in there, fucking presence, exhuming energy. I love him in this movie. Right. He was like, I mean, seriously, like I did. He was like the best part for me. He's like adorable. his mustache, his small glasses, and he's when a, he mouths along at the end. Great.
0: He's like a Broadway legend too, which yeah. is cool. Cool. Like yeah. he rules. <laughs> did you know that that role was originally supposed to be Aquafina?
1: No, but that also would rule. It would
0: rule. Either
1: way, Sheldon Saperstein, A plus character. You have
0: to stand. Okay, before we talk about the plot, because we should do that in a second. But do you want to talk about the like forcing people to come out yes. type thing? Yes. Okay, here's what What's I have your to say: yeah. is that I, I don't think that Emma is in the wrong for doing that because the idea is that Alyssa promised that she like would come out and go to prom with her and like has been in the secret relationship with her for a year and a half when Emma is out and getting bullied at school. And like, not Mm -hmm. only is not only is Alyssa like not out, but she's kind of actively working against Emma and like staying with her popular cheerleader, cheerleader friends. So I think it's valid for Emma to be like, I like can't be with you until you want to like publicly be with me. This
1: feels like the happiest season sort of thing, right? Right. right. I mean, yes. I get it. I get it. I think it's my fa- maybe I fall both ways because I get it, why she would do it, but I'm also like, do we want to force like our queer characters to come out when they're not ready necessarily at the same time? But it's but the, the whole
0: thing is that it's like, I mean, that's the problem is that it's like, this is supposed to be about how nobody should be homophobic. So like, right. everyone should be able to be out, be out because and happy. homophobia right. like, shouldn't exist. Um, I would love. <laughs> what a concept. But yeah, like...
1: I wonder. I
0: feel like yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's a bit of it's a bit of a, a sticky situation. But I I guess my biggest takeaway was that like I understand Emma basically putting down the hammer and not. It's not like she outs her or anything like right. that. It's not like a love Simon situation. She doesn't out her, but she's like I, like love I Simon can't. Love Simon workers
1: outed by a straight guy. I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I can't be. I can't. Be, be the only one that's like shouldering this burden of like being this targeted person who like everyone's blaming the prom cancellation on when like you're part of this too right you just won't like you won't stand up next to me next right. to me like i i get it how um, do you
1: feel about the final sequence where emma sings to a world of queer people on the internet
0: i gotta be honest i think that's my favorite scene in the scene where i felt the most emotion great
1: same because I feel like that is that I agree. Because which weird because that movie that scene feels serious and that right. is like but I it's sincere exactly. There's a sincerity and an earnestness and like I believe that. This is a movie about high schoolers. I think that if Emma put something online like that, a bunch of high schoolers, if that was Vine or not Vine, sorry, TikTok or YouTube or whatever, maybe like this sort of feels like the eighth grade thing. Like, I believe that she would have like an emotional impact on those people and that it would be like a very sincere thing and they would like reach out and be like, I'm with you. Right. But then when they all show up at the end, I'm like, no, like that's that wouldn't happen. So, like, it. Sort of shoots itself in the like foot. I don't. But it's like it I didn't.
0: It didn't bother me that they showed up at the end because again, it's like musical logic. Right, right,
1: right. But like I, that scene, it. I feel like handled queerness and like coming out online, which I think is a very big thing, especially nowadays, where like a yeah. lot of people can find queer communities online that's help and support them. And I was like this is good. This I, is a good scene about like, like coming out to people.
0: Right. That is like the the modern queer experience. It's right. Like you find if you can't find anyone in your town you find people online. You exactly. find people like you and like that's where you connect with them. That is like an accurate modern right. queer you're experience. Like, this that's good. That's you're like, authentic. Do like, that more. Yeah, it doesn't need to be like super authentic or super like hip to the times, but like they're just trying to do everything all at once, and that is like a scene that breaks through. where You're like, wait, yes, right, yes. Well, it's playing. This is what yeah. it should be. You
1: you mentioned how it's like it sort of plays with time period as we like wanted to do, but like the fact that they like meet under the bleachers, like Emma and Alyssa, and so it's like sort of. How has these trappings of like old, like Greece musicals or, you know what I mean? Like these old, like classic high schools. But so that moment when she's online, actually, as we were saying, like hits because it finally feels like relevant to like this sort of undercut themes and storyline that this movie wants to be talking about.
0: Right. Like the clandestine romance. And I'm not suggesting that like homophobia doesn't exist in small town America, but for, for it to exist in such like an across the board, like, lack of motive blatantly like a horrible way feels inauthentic right. to modern society like if you're gonna have people straight up be like i hate gay people you need to give them a reason you need to give them
1: i mean some people don't have a reason they just hate queer people but yeah
0: yeah but i mean if that's gonna be the case then like you can't give them a redemption arc. right
1: oh god no you
0: can't give like blind hatred yeah no redemption arc no
1: absolutely not no the fact that like they applaud Kerry Washington at the end like oh my god yes like progressive like woke queen you're like no like she's like awful to her daughter yeah she's like we like want to like they like try to like have us be like happy for James and his mother and you're like no this woman like Gave him years of just, like, torment and, like, never, like, accepted him for who he was. And he's now forced to sort of accept her, like, effusive apology. Right. Like, why?
0: Why? Because you want a happy ending. Right. Because you want to get over, like, the struggle. And, like, sure, they
1: can, like, he can accept her apology. But then for them to be buddy-buddy best friends is, like, what?
0: The issues are just too the issues are just too heavy to pack into like a two hour Mm -hmm. musical. This is the reason that I brought up hairspray because I was trying to think of like classical musicals that deal with real problems. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously hairspray (laughs) does deal with like actual racism, but I think like somewhat magically it walks like an extremely fine line where the racism is there, but it's like, almost satirized but it still feels like a legitimate thing like, issue yeah. but the issue doesn't feel too heavy now also like i'm not we're not hairspray it, d- it got has some problems. problems for sure i'm not implying no, no, that hairspray is a perfect yeah. musical but like i've watched that musical and that movie many times and it's it's just kind of one of those things where they are god this sounds they're, so bad but no, i think that this is the reason, fire. Yeah. right like they're f- they're they're flippant enough about it right. that you buy into the fact that it's all part of the story
1: right it's sort of heightened enough right in and this when, world versus this movie where it doesn't mm-hmm. understand like how to raise the stakes or the elements of the world to right. feel like these things aren't you know mm-hmm. and as when they
0: potent. when they officially integrate the corny Collins show at the end of the the show you're like okay cool like I get it it's in universe right. whereas when like they solve homophobia at the end of the prom you're like what the f- like what right. the fuck I right. also think that it helps that in Hairspray um Amber and Mrs. Von Tussle like aren't part of the whole right they're situation. not like the main characters they remain villains right. until the end so that's good yeah but, exactly
1: where's this one like they want us to sympathize with Carrie
0: yes and with Tracy Ullman, James Corden's mother. uh, And they want the, like, main people to forgive, like, suffer, you know, the suffering and this trauma, which sometimes you just need to cut people out of your lives. It's just,
1: uh, queer people are always just asked to, like, say, okay, yes, I accept your apology for you being terrible to me. I mean, like, women have to do it like people of color have to do it and it's just like sometimes no like sometimes, you no. can you're, you've been a horrible person to me I don't need to accept your apology after years of trauma like right sure like but you need to work on your own growth first like I'm not gonna like one apology isn't enough <laughs> also
0: I don't I don't owe you like forgiveness right. at this point I think that like that is maybe one big problem is that there should be some villains that remain in the prom and nobody remains a villain everyone is is won over to the side of inclusivity. And like, while that's a, a good message in theory and practice, it just doesn't work. Mm-mm. And it doesn't have to be so serious about it, but like, you can keep people on the fringes and like, that's fine. Okay. Should we like speed around this plot so that if people are like, what the fuck is even going yes. on in this yes. movie?
1: So the prom, based on a real life event that happened, which is crazy, uh, in Ida Wamba, Mississippi, Constance McMillan had plans to bring her girlfriend to prom in a tux. They said no. They canceled the prom. The ACLU got brought in. They found the district guilty of violating her First Amendment rights. Right. The judge didn't do anything by forcing them to reinstate the prom. And then a bunch of celebrities like Green Day and Lance Bass came together to have a fake prom. Then that got transformed into a Broadway musical. And now here we are in Indiana. Brooke. Well, actually, it starts in New York. Right. So it starts off. With Eleanor.
0: Eleanor the musical. The musical. Eleanor the Eleanor Roosevelt. I'm buying my ticket. Right. Um, I like that it's Eleanor exclamation mark. Oh, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, you had mentioned love, comma, Simon earlier, and I forgot to say, you know, you forgot the comma. So, you know, punctuation always very Very important important. on this podcast.
0: Um, Eleanor, the Eleanor Roosevelt story, starring Meryl Streep as Dee Dee Allen, a Broadway diva for the ages, and the unbearable James Corden as Barry Glickman, her, like, longtime co-star. The show sounds very offensive yes. and opens to one rave. So they celebrate prematurely and then like everything else reviews. comes in. Yep. Yes. So basically they get shut down in previews before they even go to like not good proper ticket sales. So DD and Barry are joined by two of their other Broadway friends, Trent Oliver, who went to Juilliard and was on the sitcom in the nineties called talk to the hand. Great. And now like works as a waiter. And, um, uh, what is her name? Angie, who is like a career chorus girl mm-hmm. and has always been looking for like that lead role, Roxy Hart in Chicago, but has never gotten we it. We have to stand. Yeah. Ugh. Played by the far too glamorous Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Nicole yes. Where it should be like Kristen Chenoweth?
1: no maybe no she's too much of a star i mean she's like
0: tiny yeah I mean that's the
1: thing is maybe you want like an unknown or something like that like a no- well
0: that's what happened in the broadway musical is that the girl that plays angie was like a career chorus girl right, and like they were like that, we want an actual broadway right, career like chorus that's what girl. they should do yes <laughs> like um, you want
1: someone who's been like a supporting actor their whole life to play that role because then that would work for like you want right. like casting is so important in movies and sometimes like sure you don't necessarily need to cast for the character all the time mm-hmm. but i feel like in this instance if you had like a very smart piece of casting where you actually cast someone who was sort of a career you sort of underling, the that musical would rule equivalent
0: of like judy greer right
1: yes yes honestly judy, judy greer, greer?
0: would love I don't know Cute about brain. her singing and acting. Jobs, I don't either. But, or singing oh, and dancing. Sorry, singing and yes. dancing. We all know she's a legend, acting right. wise. Yes. Um yes, but that is who you want. Right. Not Nicole Kidman. Right. Um, however, the four of them decide that they want to become activists to restore some goodwill against them because all of the reviews have like said that they're narcissists and stuff like that.
1: We're working right now. This is working. This good. Yes, so far, it's I good. like where this is
0: going. I mean, look, someone has been waiting decades to rhyme lesbian and thespian right. in a Broadway song, and I'm so glad that that <laughs> They
1: woke up in the middle them. of the night. Lesbian, jolted.
0: thespians. I oh got, my god.
1: I have a musical. <laughs> Bob, we got to get on the line right now.
0: Like, it's so good. And I love that they are like, we need to solve a problem. Right, right. Let's find something that's trending on Twitter. Right, like,
1: let's be activists, which I feel like a lot of people are doing nowadays. Like, with what's going on in our society, people are being performative activists. And it's like, oh, that's not okay. So, this is great so far.
0: Yes, it's all working. And they find... This small town, Indiana, problem, and they decide to go there and solve it. Yes, and restore some goodwill. It's all great. We have a
1: great dance number in the mm-hmm. middle of Broadway that is heavily CGI'd.
0: Oh God, it's so CGI. Ryan Murphy and his love of weird, sparkly CGI. But like,
1: why didn't they just like like block off like a normal street or something? Like it just feels like unnecessary CGI. I
0: know. Now it's like, CGI has like done so much damage to cinema. Yes,
1: it's broken my brain. I
0: know. Um. Anyway. So, you know... They're driving
1: to Indiana with the cast of Godspell.
0: Yep. But in the meantime, while they're driving there, we meet Emma Nolan, the high school girl, who just is out... Just breathe, Emma. I like that song. I do
1: not like that song.
0: Um, she is a high schooler who just wants to take her girlfriend to She just to wants to breathe. Like anybody else. She just wants to breathe. She just wants to get through. She's a very mature and put-together kid, so she do- she clearly doesn't need the help of these stars. She's got
1: some great fits.
0: She does. I wish, like... She, I just wish they like. Uh, she's supposed to be like a butch lesbian. I is, wish is that what she is isn't. Big, yes. oh, okay. I wish that they butch up like. a I little mean, I think more. She is. Come on.
1: I don't know. I like. I her don't know fits. what she is in the musical.
0: I like her fits, but I think I would they wear could have all those fits. More. Yeah, They're Totally. Great. Um, and her like end blue tux is awesome. Great. Uh, anyway, so she is dating hyper femme head cheerleader, Alyssa Green, but nobody knows about Alyssa because her (sighs) mom is the head of the PTA, and her mom is the one that canceled prom. Ooh, the
1: drama. Tea spilling everywhere.
0: Yeah, there are also some mean straight kids. Um, Wait,
1: yeah, literally, like, the straight kids have, like, nothing with them. They have that one song and then all of a sudden it feels like their importance in the story rockets up.
0: Right, because they're the ones that get Love Thy Neighbor. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Have you ever
1: been Love Thy Neighbor?
0: <laughs> Real hard. So let's see. The Broadway people arrive. They crash a PTA meeting. The best song in the musical, in my opinion, happens here, which is It's Not About Me. Yes. Um, uh, sung by Duty, which is like in the classic repertoire of Broadway. Broadway songs of people singing about themselves, pretending that they're it's not. It's not about them. Yes, it's it's I can't do it alone from Chicago. It's I don't want to show off from the drowsy chaperone. It's uh, the legend of Miss Baltimore Crabs from great. Hairspray. Yeah. um, there's so many. It's always great. Oh, it's
1: a a blast. M-
0: Meryl Streep absolutely destroys this number in the best way. Of course, makes it her bitch. Ooh. um, I think this this number is great, and Meryl yeah. Streep is really good. She's giving
1: Mamma Mia energy.
0: Yep, and like she she knows what the fuck she's about. She is a Broadway diva, right? She's here to to prove that,
1: right? She's here to have some martinis, mm-hmm. make some impact, you yeah. know, and then go back to making Eleanor too. Mm-hmm.
0: That number is great. That's that's the number when Trent is like, "We are liberals yes. from
1: New York yes. City." I wrote that down. I was like, "Oh, this works again too. Nice."
0: Right. It's good. And after I would say after um. It's not about me. It sort of starts falling apart. Yes. A little bit. Once,
1: well, I think really once you get into those, the Broadway stars meeting with Emma and their storylines interacting is where it sort of falls. Right. Yeah. Because like then they start to like get close with Emma, but not close with Emma and there's just like 500 sub storylines that all of a sudden start unfolding where we have to and like track and care about criss-crossing, everyone, crossing, right? Don't but really there's criss-cross and there's not. This movie's very long, It's too long. And after about an hour or an eleven minute, an hour and eleven minutes in or so, like we have the twist reveal where. They held a prom, but the prom was just for Emma. And there's an actual other prom going on.
0: Right. So they basically staged two proms. Right. Because they're forced to have an inclusive prom by, like, the courts, by the ACLU.
1: But then after that, there's no necessarily, like, propulsive movement to the plot. Like, why are our characters still here? What is necessarily driving them to, like, stay with Emma? Or what is Emma's, like, sort of driving goal? Right. And And so we're sort of left, like... What's going on?
0: The plot completely drops out and you don't really understand where it's supposed to be going. No. Next. Where
1: where does it go? I it's don't a, know. It's a
0: weird hole without any plot threads. Yes. Um, and then I think when it picks up again is probably when they're like, okay, well, maybe we can get Emma on national TV to tell her story. Right. But it's... it's and like, I've seen this movie twice. Yes. I feel like I should understand. Oh, same. I don't know where... Like how they decide that that is the solution, or when Emma's like the solution to this fake problem is that I should come out publicly, right? Like she's already out, right? It's but Emma says no,
1: and then Nicole's like, you know what? I got this. I'm going to sing to her about Zaz, and then she'll be fine to do something. And then she'll like actually stand up, right? But then you're like, why does like why are they forcing Emma to necessarily do something? Like they have the power and the privilege that they can invest their money into doing something.
0: And it's like it's not about raising money. It's kind of about like publicizing her fake prom, but right. also it's like the fake prom is already publicized. It's truly baffling. It's just very the confusing. The second act is truly baffling.
1: Do you like the dress just on the first prom, just because we're here, do you like the dresses? Because I feel like even the prom dresses aren't that great.
0: I think that they need to be short so that people can dance in them, but yeah. wearing short dresses to prom in my day was a crime. Oh, Nobody for sure. wore short dresses, so they don't really look like prom dresses. That's what I was like.
1: There's like, this is not giving me prom energy. Right.
0: They're also like, it's kind of like they're a little too stylish like the popular kids have these really cute like super strappy 50s numbers and it's like this is not again everything is like too hip Mm -hmm. everything is too they should be like stereotypical
1: like like classic losers I like want
0: horrible fluffy like flowery yeah, stuff yeah not this, and like, like leatherman swing-y... jackets yes yeah there are letterman jackets but, but like they're... not
1: as like they should be like poofy ones you know what i'm talking about like they're like these are like form-fitting right. like i want the ones where like the arms look like you're like the hulk
0: i understand that this is supposed to be like a modern day story and like vary with the times but it almost feels like it would work better if it was a period piece yes yes um in some ways like 80s Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. Anyway, so I mean, after the fake prom, and then after the fake prom, and Emma decides to sing a song to the internet, which was nice. And
1: then all of our celebrities, I like, they come up to her and they're like, "Emma, this is what we did. We are so sorry that like we came here originally to like
0: to fix our image, fix our
1: our problems because of you. Like, we used a queer person to fix ourselves." And Emma's like. Oh, don't worry about it. You know what you're going to build? A prom. prom. You're
0: going to build me a prom. Like, but Emma's such a sweetie. Uh You know, of course she says that. But, like, I don't know. The exciting threads include Didi, a.k.a. Meryl, getting it on with Keegan-Michael Key, who's the principal we have to stand, Barry figuring out if he should reconcile with his homophobic parents. Spoiler alert, Didi Uh, does it for him. Which is also... Mm -hmm. Didi learning to be a selfless person through the help of the principal. We also have the love thy na- the oft mentioned love thy neighbor scene which is where Trent Oliver aka Andrew Reynolds goes to a mall and sings to all the homophobic straight kids about how they can't cherry pick like moral standings from the Bible because they're all breaking biblical rules like right. masturbating oh, tattoo. and tattoos and your parents, parents are, are divorced. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: yes, the sin of your parents being divorced. Exactly.
0: But the thing is that that is like biblically. No, sure, I'm so sure. it's like it's a it's a great it's kind of like a good idea in theory but the execution is weird and it happens too fast and it kind of happens too late in the game. Also, I feel why like, is
1: Trent the one doing it too? Because he
0: needs a song. Yes. Because like Nicole are... Angie has zaz, which is like a Fosse-esque like chorus number. Yeah. that you you got to give it some zaz. God, Instead she's Trent so tall because she's her like in a, it. he's like a Godspell kid. So yeah. like he has like the Godspell-esque like gospel. No, number. It makes sense. Yeah, I just wish it was. Yeah, wish it was better. It's sort of like all the Broadway people band together and like toss in their own money and throw the
1: little money they have. And then Meryl, after selling her house, is like, I have to double down. And I'll sell more.
0: I'll sell more. Um. Like, they all basically like pull their resources to give Emma a, a, an inclusive prom that's not school sanctioned. So, mm-hmm. like, everyone and, off and anyone can attend, and everyone ends up basically doing like double prom.
1: James Corden was so excited to go to prom again. Like, to you know, like his whole thing, of, it feels like his first arc is like him. Coming to terms with his past and that he didn't get to go to prom, but then it gets layered on about like the mother, about his
0: homophobic right. But then he's
1: fine going to prom with his mother, not like it's just it. I feel like we don't then get the payoff of him wanting like his whole prom yearning parent complex just like sort of rolls into itself. Where then we don't actually get payoff for either of them necessarily, yeah. They just feels like weird.
0: They should have cut some stuff out of the musical. Why does he?
1: Like, I don't care. Like, like in the movie, I'm like, I don't care that you wanted to go to prom. Like, sure. I
0: also don't really care about that. I right, and it that feels, that like, like, very
1: egocentric that he's like, Emma's bringing me to prom, not anyone else. Like, it feels very much about, like, I'm like it's me I, I get, am the good gay you know
0: I totally get it and I, again a lot of the stuff I'm like that's such a nice idea too bad it didn't work because it's like a lot of queer people didn't get to have the authentic oh, prom course. that they wanted of course. if I had even conceived of the fact that I could have worn a suit to prom like two years earlier I totally would have right but like that was just not even on my radar of course not that prom is really no like important. you would love In that it would be run. like
1: an inclusive prom. So like I like, love the idea of like this inclusive prom
0: there are so many queer kids that weren't able to bring the people right. that they wanted to prom like that's just like that's so I totally I love that it's like he gets a second chance to like be who he really is right I prom. love that but like the execution wise it just does not work no and doesn't feel like related to the story I don't think yes. it's a bad idea that's the thing it's like
1: it's just dis- it just feels disjointed from the reality that they built like yeah. I love the idea of second chance proms like that's awesome especially for queer people it's adorable but it just it, as we were saying it just doesn't necessarily function within the confines of the story
0: right but I mean that's basically it that's that's the end. There's a lot of glitter and a lot of musicals and a lot of previously homophobic people apologizing. All dancing. Yep. Um all dancing together. So that's that's great.
1: A big nice old dance number, nothing better.
0: Yeah. Should uh, flashy, snazzy, super glittery. Very glittery. Should we should we talk? Should we rank some songs?
1: Sure. Do you want to rank some sure. songs? Sure. Uh let me pull up list. I bullet. feel
0: like the music and lyrics for this have some of the the trappings of a modern musical where a lot of them are not really songs about what's happening the ones that i would say actually advance the plot are just breathe it's not about me emma Mm -hmm, and unfortunately love thy neighbor yes but the rest of them kind of does kind of but the rest of them are kind of more like
1: here's a musical number
0: Right. It's sort of, I don't remember what episode I talked about this in, but it's, it's about how, and this is weird because it's like a stage musical, but a lot of like modern musicals have music that's meant to function as like radio hits. So it's not really like story based musical numbers where it's like, you look at a lot of classic musicals and it's like, if you remove the songs, you truly have no No idea what's going on because they will advance whole chunks of the
1: plot. Like imagine taking like watching singing in the rain and then all of a sudden like certain songs are gone and you're like, I'm sorry like now like don lockwood loves like this stranger who he like saw once mm-hmm. like not
0: not even that cuz that's like singing in the rain is interesting because most of those songs aren't written for the musical they're like well they all like propel the plot though exactly yeah. but like you think about like classic book musicals or sorry musicals, yeah. like classic classic book musicals like all of their their songs are designed to like bring you forward and tell you things about the characters yeah, where i feel where like the,
1: where you propels the story because they have no words to say
0: exactly where a lot of this it's like let's pause for a musical number and then go back to the same spot we were at where it was like no we need to go to a different future spot right after this song um but do you do you have any standouts
1: so i think it is really just like it's not about me Changing Lives. The re- That's the, the opener. Reprise, That's yes. the opener, yes. Uh, I would say those two. I would say maybe, I'm just looking at this. I think those are probably the two that like pop for me.
0: Right. I yeah. am obviously a fan of It's Not About Me. I also, oh, what? Maybe You, you Happened. Which Not Dance that? With You is the promposal song. I I think I previously misidentified "Dance with You" as the promposal. "Dance
1: song. with You" is a uh, dance, dance da with da you, da. and
0: you happened is the, is the promposal. One. Oh, the promposal That's, one's
1: kind of fun. Where you like rush through the halls? Right. Yes, I like that one. And
0: that is the one that gets performed the most Got from it. the musical. Got it. Okay, on, like the Mason I like Jay that one because stuff.
1: that also feels like the teenage high school energy that I, like I was hoping like I like when the like musical Greece. like taps into that. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. Yes. And I also am a secret fan of the ladies improving which is which one's that Meryl Streep sort of like makeup oh song. with Keegan I love that one actually that's a good one that's fun
1: but it's like it's not really doing anything but it's just like I am here and I'm gonna get like a little better and I'm gonna seduce you to sleep right. with me Meryl
0: Streep is the best part of this by far yeah. I think that it was her, really great casting yeah. she's fully committed um her
1: key and uh Kevin Chamberlain really carrying the team
0: hmm mm-hmm. respect for Andrew Rannells I gotta yeah, say yeah yeah so that's
1: those are the songs that's
0: the prom just breathe just, just breathe. breathe brooke jordan i don't know do you have anything do you have anything else that you want to like you big talking say? points
1: well i mean like i feel like we dug into we solved a lot homophobia. of the... you know what it's inc- it is really incredible that we did solve homophobia this episode i'm very proud of us at the end of the day it's just i'm very okay with cis straight men I'm not not like it's like not the greatest thing Just or whatever like, but, like, general, but like in general you're okay I mean, with them
0: you accept them and
1: you know I'm fine but I think that it's fine for those actors to play queer roles and I would right. love that if that became a more accepted norm like there as we've talked about throughout history it was often very taboo for straight men to play queer men because it would like result in like the damage of their careers or whatever
0: mm-hmm, you get pigeonholed
1: Exactly and I guess like the more queer roles that there are on screen that means there are the more opportunity for queer men to probably or straight men to maybe have to play that or whatever Mm -hmm. but and it can be good exactly but i feel like within the confines of this movie it even if you cast as a straight person it just feels inherently it just draws up a lot of issues just because it doesn't feel like exactly who the character is and it feels very performative in the sense that the actor playing the character is trying to perform versus the character themselves being performative.
0: Instead of being able to imbue the character because of, like, traits that you already have, it just feels like you're throwing on a gay stereotype, right? um, which is really bad. But it's,
1: like, uh, such an outdated stereotype, too. It's, like, the effeminate, like, queer man. But
0: what's so crazy and what is sort of just, like, yeah, that's queer culture, baby, is, like... If you had an actual gay actor like who represents those kind of right. tropes in this role, it would feel a million times better. Totally, totally. Like it's I've like Dan Levy's is, like too yeah. young for this, right. but like like the if you Titus is, is a Levy great idea. Here, Titus Burgess, yes. Right. Once again, Nathan Lane, literally yeah. like, born to play this role. Right. Right. Yeah. Which, and
1: I mean, the Nathan Lane of it feels like a slam dunk, just given every other musical that he's been in.
0: Right. Oh, so. Like yeah. stuff like that. It would be, it would be a million times better because he would be like, I understand like where this is coming from. Yeah. I also don't think that James Corden is like a particularly strong actor. So even if, no. even if there was a version of this where like he was able to totally disappear into the character and you're like, oh shit, I never would have guessed it. Like he, he doesn't, he doesn't have the chops to do. He's it. a
1: host. He's not a character or an actor. You know what I mean? Like he's this like
0: all started because of fucking carpool karaoke. He yes. it never started that, we would never have had this problem. Because right. That's when everyone discovered that he could sing.
1: I think that is literally the root of it all. That's I think you the cracked root of it, it all. You broke that egg. Uh,
0: um, Just no,
1: breathe, Brooke.
0: There's like it's it's there's a lot of cool stuff like casting wise that did happen, like Joe yeah. Ellen Pellman and Caitlin. Kinunan who originated the role of Emma on Broadway both identify as queer women that's awesome which is really cool and it's like that's great because like if this is a musical slash film about centering gay people you want some gay people in the fucking film and musical
1: I don't know if we've really dug into this or touched on it but it's like I, I think the thing is on this podcast we often talk about movies that aren't about queer people and they're often about like subtext and like you know finding the text or if there is like a moment talk to, like breaking that down and this is a movie that is so aggressively gay and is very like this is about gay people and right. it's really cool to see a movie that is about gay people on screen like no matter what like this movie is aggressively gay by a gay director about gay people you mean like with gay people starting like people. that is awesome like <laughs> yeah. we love that like we would love to see representation like that but at the same time there is a sort of burden one has to carry, I would say. And and like uh, when you're making movies like this, especially like given our time period, like there's a a responsibility. And so I think the reason that we're like sort of breaking it down and discussing it in this way is that when you see a movie that is representing you, you want the movie to represent you in a positive and progressive way right? versus this feels reductive.
0: It's hard to sort of, no, I agree with you. I think it's hard to say like, no, we don't think that every gay role should be played by a gay actor, but also, it's kind of nice if it is, depending right. on the subject matter. Like, I think that both of those things can be true, totally, and like, I don't think that I don't think that it's it's wrong to want to like on screen see actual queer actors no playing queer roles I mean, that's great at all right at all so and it's it's nice it just it makes you it adds a a, a certain level to the performance and i think like this is one of the because usually like a lot of the issues that we talk about related to Queerness can relate to a lot of marginalized groups, but I think that this is one issue in particular that is like very specifically for like sexual orientation, Mm. in that it's like that is the one thing that is sort of like taboo and you don't know unless you ask. Like, I would hope in the year 2021, nobody is casting a non person of color to play a role designed for people of color or, you know, like, I think that the sort of casting cis actors to play trans roles is over and done with, Thank which is God. great. Yes. But like you can't, it's, it's not as accepted to be like, so are you gay? Do you think that you're qualified to play this role? Like right, right. Because you identify as part of the LGBTQ community. Like that's not a thing that happens. So it's, it's, it's a little more delicate, but I don't think it's any less valid and it doesn't have to be a one-to-one ratio, but I think it's important to think about like what you're trying to say with these films. And if what you're saying is going to be much more impactful, if you have queer people behind the characters, then you should cast queer people. Right. And that's that. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. We took the trip. We took, we went to prom. We went to
1: prom together and Brooke, we survived. We, we survived did. a wild and crazy prom night. Mm-hmm. It was wild.
0: Uh, do you want to guess? The letterbox? The letterbox. Oh, baby,
1: do I. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about what I rated it, what I've, back back in the old 2020. I'm going to say, I don't think it's that low, 2.6. Correct. Hell yeah. Wow. Yay. I was going to say two three got the two six two six i was i felt two three but then i was like i feel like that's a little too mean
0: um people don't like this movie no Mm
1: -hmm. you know rated low rated low it's not that Uh, good i also
0: don't really know who it's for For? i was watching i was watching the last like 15 minutes and evan my boyfriend was watching over my shoulder and he was like who is this four that's actually like, such what a target point. audience and i was genuinely like, that's a great so it's a four it's qu- i don't know
1: was targeted for this is a four quadrant movie yes yes by it Netflix, is which we haven't discussed uh you know how much really money haven't. you know how much money this made at the box office One hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars
0: Oh, because it was it was released.
1: It was released
0: theatrically, theatrically, quote unquote, quote unquote. But for streaming, yeah.
1: So it made technically one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars. That's so, it's just a funny fact. But
0: so it technically does have theatrical. But yes, it's yes. a four quadrant. But it's so, a big right. Netflix. Musical. My parents were watching
1: it. My grandparents, I think, watched it. So it was they like a at very Christmas. broad, right? But it's like, who is the intended audience? Like, is the intended audience middle America? Is the intended audience like? east coasters west coasters you know what i mean Coaster like elites. the elites like I, is this for adults is this for teens i
0: feel like the people cuz when this movie came out netflix was obviously doing their twitter promotion yes, yes. of it i feel like the people that i saw them retweeting that were like i love the prom such a great movie mm-hmm. were mostly people that were in like either like the gay or the theater scene that were older got it in like their 40s that makes 50s. sense that feels like the target audience exactly so i think that that is the target audience yeah, but it was not it a
1: was... not a let's say progressive look at uh these themes yeah much, i mean
0: yeah. look i'm not in high school anymore but like if i was a high schooler today and i was watching this i'd be like what is this this isn't for me no it's oh not my god if I'm... i was a queer
1: teen in high school i would be like why am i what is this and like that's, this that's... is not necessarily my experience at all
0: right that's why we think that the the Unruly heart, uh, internet video scene is the best because that feels like the most authentic to like what modern day queer people experience growing right. up.
1: And like you would expect, like this movie should be for teenagers growing up. Like this should like Emma's story should try to be something that's universal for like a younger demographic, right. but it just doesn't play into that. And then it's Except sort of for that one scene, right? Yeah, just so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And like you're not gonna like I'm not gonna see a bunch of teens like in school singing like Love Thy Neighbor, like no.
0: Absolutely not. So should we give our queer quadrant ratings and we just should move on?
1: Yeah. This is a tough one. It's tough because it's like, on one hand, it's representation sort of across the board. So you're like, we are looking for that. Right. So you're like, oh, is it an easy five? But at the same hand, it's like, very flawed representation
0: yeah the thing is that just because it's there doesn't mean that That it's it's good good and i don't need to reward it because i concur what are you giving it um well i mean you know like a couple couple of weeks i guess it was more like a month ago when we did rocket man Bo rap like rocket man is like all or sorry bohemian rhapsody is all about representation but like it's not a good portrayal uh no and we really one star on the queer quadrant i'd say i'd probably give this i
1: mm, i have mine mm,
0: two and a half
1: Interesting. I was going to give it a two.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a two and a half like right down the middle because like there's a lot of good and I will say that like it is... I don't think that it's it's not like as like deeply upsetting as something like Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like for Ill, Ill sure intentions. And stuff yes. Like yeah. That. Like I think that Bohemian this is Rhapsody more... is
1: like venomous and like right. a toxic ill on the community.
0: Exactly. This is more just like misguided. Yes. Um, and maybe it's just
1: like messy. It it's just very me messy.
0: Of Love, Simon. You know, I, I'm sorry. What movie? Love, Simon. Thank you. Um, so I give it a two and a half. W- maybe what did you say i you was gonna... i can't... no stick to your
1: guns. no I, uh, no no yeah i I'm, i'll stick to it too but i agree i think the thing is like it is on rewatch it, i found myself enjoying the songs more at least like bopping my head a little bit more i want it i just at the end of, I, I think you're right it's just like i think that there is a responsibility and i just wish that this movie delivered the goods a little bit more on that front yeah. or just was funnier like i would love to have seen a more satirical take like i don't know who i would ha- give to have done this or like who would have been necessarily like the better director or like person to adapt it but i'm sure right. that there's a take out there that is much more biting
0: just more of like more worlds y yes more satirical yes pushing the envelope mm-hmm. all of that good stuff um but we got what we got and we did. It is nice to see Four Quadrant musicals on Netflix because, you know, musicals... Bring musicals back. Musicals are supposed to be, like, this big, exciting thing for, like, the whole family generally. So, it is cool to see them. And, like, the fact that they do qualify as Four Quadrant movies is cool um, and fun for us to talk we about. We need more.
1: Make more musicals. Make
0: more musicals. Um, if you want to tell us some of your thoughts about this musical or more musicals, all kinds of musicals. Tell us about
1: your promposal. Oh my
0: God, yes. We want promposal stories. Um, You can find us on Twitter. I'm Brooke B. Solomon. At
1: Jordan H. Gus. And we
0: are together at Queer Quadrant. And you can find this podcast at prom. Oh. <laughs> on oh. Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, oh, wherever you get your podcasts. That would
1: be fun if we did like a prom app where like we decked out a, uh, an auditorium. That's our first live show. Oh. We'll deck out a, uh, an prom? auditorium. Forum, we'll make it prom themed. Yeah.
0: That sounds absolutely terrible. Yes. I will be fighting with you about Great. that. Um, however, rate, review, subscribe, and we look forward to many proms to come. Ooh. Ooh. Yes.
1: What do we have cooking on the stove next week?
0: Next week we are throwing it back. To oh, classic Hollywood for a hot oh. sec, and we are talking whatever happened to Baby Jane. What happened? We'll have to find out next week. What happened? I don't know. Oh,
1: my goodness. I
0: We're just going to have to wait and find out. <sighs> it's going to be exciting. It's been a minute since we did a classic Hollywood pick, and I am excited. I mean, honestly,
1: these two are kind of thematically linked via Ryan Murphy.
0: Yeah, Ryan Murphy and his obsession with so, like, all things Hollywood. I guess,
1: yeah, we're doing like a, a one-two punch. Maybe you have to watch all of that show. Um, to kind of like get more details. Maybe we'll think about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, you mean feud? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yes. yeah. I know. Yeah, actually. Right? Oh, very interesting. Maybe
1: it'll be a feud week. Perhaps. Maybe we're going to be feuding. I've
0: actually heard that, that that show is pretty good. I
1: mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, anyways. His
0: miniseries are, are usually better. Anyway, um, that's next week.
1: Very excited. A classic book.
0: Mm-hmm. Jordan, any final thoughts for our listeners?
1: I think everyone should just remember love my neighbor.
0: Oh, it's the rule that trumps them all.